0: Sports. They say numbers never lie, but odds are they do. Sam Steinmeier, Brady Archer, and host Andrew Botwinick are about to go against the grain this week as we make our day-to-day picks. All views and opinions expressed in today's show do not reflect KZLX, KNWT, or Northwest Missouri State University. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show. And welcome back to Day-to-Day Picks. Andrew Botwinick, Sam Steinmeier, and Austin McNorton here with you. We're jumping into some NFL football talk we're going to take a look at the standings before we get into anything. Sam actually had the best week out of everybody. Just by a single game, he went 9 and 5, sitting at 57 and 35 overall. Brady went 8 and 6, also sitting at 57 and 35 and I went 8 and 6 clinging on to a 2 point or 2 game lead, 59 33 overall. We're going to jump into the Thursday night game and I imagine out of all of the noon games there are some good ones. We'll probably spend a lot of time talking here cuz Obviously, we're near that Kansas City area. Patrick Mahomes and all of the, the different storylines that are coming out of this game. Chiefs at Broncos, they open up. The Chiefs opened up four-and-a-half-point favorite. I think it is now a three-and-a-half-point favorite or just a three-point
1: favorite. It's at three right now in favor okay. of the Chiefs, which is very surprising. Like I know Denver's a tough place to play, but they don't have very many weapons on that offense, and... You know Pat Mahomes, even though he's on a bone wheel, he's still Pat Mahomes. I think
0: the difference in this one is mm. you mentioned that they don't have very many off or offensive weapons. The Chiefs have very little <laughs> defensive stoppers and that that list got even thinner now this week. they already announced some of the inactives a couple like yesterday I think it was yesterday or two days ago Kendall Fuller will be out Sammy Watkins to be out. Eric Fisher out, Chris Jones out, and then Bashant Breeland listed as questionable. So there is potential that uh, the corners that could be rolling out for the Chiefs are Trevarius Ward and Mo Claiborne, and then they might slide over at right. safety. They might slide over Lucas, or not Lucas Joyner coming out over playing from safety. They might bring in Armani Watts, Daniel Sorensen. I don't know what they'll do. I guess we'll see tonight. But it looks like there's a lot of injuries on this Chiefs team, and I think that's why that that spread is at three. I I think
2: tonight's game is honestly could come down to a coaching battle. I mean, you're looking at two completely different head coaches that are the same age but with complete different philosophies. Andy Reed, offensive genius, Vic Fangio, defensive genius. Complete absolute I mean, with Vic Fangio's success in in uh Chicago and now Andy Reed's success in Philadelphia and now Kansas City. But here's an interest is is the absence of Kareem Hunt a bigger factor than the Chiefs were anticipating?
1: No, I don't think so. To me, Does Damian Williams, Damian Williams? To me, Darryl I think they become Williams a little one-dimensional, was... though.
2: Are they a little one-dimensional? Because no. you're just expecting, I don't oh, think so. well, Patrick Mahomes is going to throw the ball and, and beat us. I don't because think that's they're... just
1: what he's been doing. I don't think it's the running backs that are at fault for not— The Chiefs have no run game. Yeah, I don't think it's the running backs at fault for that. I think it's the offensive line. The offensive line has not okay. played very well at all, and they're banked up. Like Wiley's out, and now Eric Fisher has gone down. I, Daryl Williams, Damian Williams, and Lashawn McCoy, have all done well. It's just their offensive line's really banged up and hasn't really helped them out very much. So how are the Chiefs going to stop Vaughn Miller tonight?
0: <clears throat> I I think at this <laughs> point question, right? that's that's about what you'll have to do is you'll have to almost pray that he just continuously lines up across Mitchell Schwartz and just just hope that <laughs> Do you he, think he will? Like no, I feel like he, No, like, he will not, not. He will he's smart he will,
2: enough to know, Oh, I'm gonna go exploit
0: the weak guy. If if <laughs> Andy Reid, i I know I'm not the the coach of the Chiefs, but if Andy Reid is smart, here's mm-hmm. what he'll do. He'll he'll come out. He's gonna have Cam Irving on a left tackle. No surprise there. Von Miller's probably going to line up against him. He'll put Daryl Williams, Damian Williams, or LaShawn McCoy, whoever's in at running back, will be on that left side of Patrick Mahomes. They're going to lead block him every single time because they know Von Miller is going to be coming off the edge and Cam Irving's not going to stop him. That's just not going to happen. Cam Irving is not going to be able to stop Von Miller. He's going to get in the backfield almost at will. But the good news is is that Bradley Chubb will not be playing. I guess I don't yeah. necessarily root for an injury, but he won't be playing in this game for the Chiefs or for the Broncos, which helps the Chiefs a lot because he'll be coming off the other edge in that scenario. Bradley Chubb is out for the rest of the season torn ACL. <clears throat> the big question is on defense, you have all of those injuries for the Chiefs what will kind of happen in the run game. I know you and I were How talking about this Joel just Lindsay. a little bit. You have Philip Lindsay. You have Cortland Sutton, who's made a name for himself. Emmanuel Sanders, who seems to always have the Chiefs number whenever these two teams play. Now there's Joe Flacco that you have to worry about. Granted, the Chiefs really haven't had to play much against Joe Flacco. I think the last time they did play Joe Flacco, I think, was the wild card game many, many years ago, back when it was Matt Castle and Kyle Orton for the right. Chiefs. Yeah, I think probably. that was the last time that they played. <clears throat>
1: Yeah, and uh, they haven't been able to stop the run in the last few weeks. Marlon Mack having a great game, and also uh, you know Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson Jr. also exploiting the front seven. So I mean, now you have a Pro Bowl running back in Philip Lindsay, who you just had a bad, two bad games against two lesser-known running backs who are still good. Marlon Mack has been one of the best bats in the league, but now you have a known name who's a pro bowler and Philip Lindsay who can exploit the defense in both ways in the pass and the run so it's going to be really difficult I feel for the Chiefs how to can, stop Lindsay. How can the Chiefs protect Patrick Mahomes? Would there be any
2: possible situation do you think that if the Chiefs would have won against Houston on Sunday that he would even be playing tonight?
0: Yes. Okay. Uh, only so you're be- not as only concerned because, about the ankle as others, and and I've I've read articles saying the same thing that if there was a game against the Dolphins or or the the Redskins per se, then in those situations I would sit him. I think mm-hmm. that he he needs to have that week off, and having a Week Twelve bye week isn't going to help him at all. Right. But playing against a divisional game here in in a game that actually means a lot more because if the Chiefs lose and the Raiders beat the Packers, the Raiders are sitting atop the AFC West by a half a game. Mm-hmm. With it being so close in the AFC West now that the Chiefs have lost two straight, you almost can't afford to sit him because you need to get that game advantage on everybody. So who
2: do you think needs to help Patrick Mahomes tonight to keep him off the turf? Like any type of plays they can draw up? Who, like... Just Travis. does he needs to finally make an impact in the game.
1: Like his like, ankle needs to help him. That's really what I mean. His ankle just needs to hold up so he can. It's a lot easier put, said than done when you're hit every play. Yeah, it is, and his it just needs to hold up long enough for him to look to see Von Miller coming off the edge and scramble and make it a make a magical play like he does. You He's, have your
0: you have your bunch formations. You have your you know, as I mentioned earlier, running back to the left side wherever Von Miller's at. Shade that back to that side. Tight ends. Yeah. Tight ends are going to play a huge role. I would not be surprised if Blake Bell and Travis Kelsey are both in at the same time. Mm-hmm. Whichever one is the better run blocker out of the two of them, I would mm-hmm. imagine it's Blake Bell. To be honest, yeah, oh, definitely. Um, he'll probably be shaded to whatever side Von Miller usually lines up at. The bad thing is that Von Miller could easily just run across the formation at the last second. But if he does do that, you have Mitchell Schwartz on the other side. Right. He's he's probably the big thing is getting Cam Irving help. He's not going to be able to do it himself. Travis Kelsey has predominantly been effective against Denver. They, for some reason, he's always so had c- Denver's number. you think number. tonight's
2: the night that we could see a big impact from Travis Kelsey, where we haven't really much this season? I would not be surprised. Has he scored a
0: touchdown this season? I think he has. Okay. I'm pretty sure he has. But I would not be surprised if he has 120-plus receiving yards. All right. Just because Sammy Watkins isn't going to play, Tyreek Hill's probably going to be manned up the entire time. There's a lot of, of different... Byron Pringle's the name that, that's came up a lot re- more recently. He's been getting into the mix as well. There's a lot of what stuff going into this, and it's <laughs> it's the three point favor for the Chiefs is a is a lot for th- I think in this it means a lot more than three points because you you kind of look at how the the history of these two teams have went. Can you just just for the heck of it, the last time that the Chiefs lost in Denver was 2014. They have won. Since 2014, back in 2014 when they lost, it was Peyton Manning. The year after he lost the Super Bowl, so since Peyton Manning has left, the Chiefs have never lost in in Denver, and they which is pretty aside impressive. from 2015. Maybe have some close ones too. They they split in 2015. They lost at home, um, but one in Denver. And since they since that loss in 2015, they've they've went six and zero against the Broncos. Which a couple of those, if it wasn't for a left-handed Patrick Mahomes throw. He actually played them in Week 17 in 2016. I think it was 2016. It might have been 2017. It was 2017. He played in that last Week 17 game where it was in Denver set up for the game-winning field goal for Harrison Butker. So uh, that game didn't really mean a whole lot because the Chiefs had already wrapped up the entire division. But it's still a win. You're still keeping that win streak alive. He knows how to play in Denver because he's done it for two years now. Mm -hmm. He knows a little bit more. It wouldn't surprise me if if that ankle looks a lot better this week, too. So now that we got all of that out of the way, <laughs> who are we picking for this game? Because we, uh, we went a little bit over there, but we got plenty of time to talk some more games still.
1: I mean, even though it's going to be a tough game, not tougher than you'd think against a 2-4 and four Broncos team, I think the Chiefs still pull away with it. I would agree. Um, I think this the
2: Chiefs know that they need to win and they need to find something that's starting to work, and I think Andy Reid is going to – be able to outcoach Rick Fan, uh, Vic
0: Fangio tonight, which is a lot easier said than done. Everybody seems to be picking the Chiefs over the Broncos on that other side of the panel. Brady and I are going to agree we're also picking Chiefs over Broncos. We'll flip now. Man,
2: I thought for a second there no. you were going to say, oh, "And I'm going with the Broncos." Like, He's not what? you. What? He's nah, not you. He not hey, bet against I team. I just the one time I know Now you were right on that because one time. I know that, that you were right. Yeah, the Cowboys but. kryptonite is Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. The Chiefs kryptonite, up until like recently, has been the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, so we'll, we'll, we'll kind of
0: get into the the uh, the the game last week because right, it seems like right. the kryptonite was also a different kind of green. Sam Darnold. I'm gonna leave for that. Segment. We'll get we'll get we'll get more <laughs> into that later. We'll go with the noon games. We'll start Raiders at Packers. It was a seven point open. I think it is now down to five and a half Green Bay favor is what I'm seeing now. And Brady we'll go ahead and get off what Brady picked. Brady picked the Packers in this one. Raiders are a little bit of a better team though now. I think I believe they're coming off of a bye week as well.
2: Uh they played didn't they play in London? Or no, that was I think you might. I think you might be right. They're coming off a bye week. Because I know they just beat Chicago and London,
1: correct? Yeah, that's their last game. Okay. So they are coming off a bye. And it's going to be tough for the Raiders. I think they're a lot better team than people have pegged them. When they – like Josh Jacobs has shown that he is one of the better backs coming out of this rookie class and uh, probably the best back out of the rookie class. And uh, going into Lambeau, Green Bay is going to be tough. I think – It'll be a close game, I think. The four-and-a-half point spread, I think, is is reasonable, um, but Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers have just been unbelievable this year, so I'm going to pit the Packers.
2: I think the Packers are, right now, the best team in the NFC. I might even go as far as saying the second-best team in the NFL right now. Um, I think, and I still don't know if they've even reached their full potential yet with Aaron Rodgers in this system because I think they're going to be really solid because have we ever seen Green Bay run the ball as well as they've been running it this season? It, it's pretty impressive. Not
0: it, not since Eddie Lacy's like right? first rookie right? year. And, I think that was it.
2: When you have someone like that to run the ball and so it's not just like, oh, Aaron Rodgers is throwing it. Oh, he's throwing it again. Now you're like, oh, they can run it too. And they have Aaron Rodgers? Give me the Packers.
0: the The difference is that if it was a home game for Oakland, I would – Almost be tempted to pick them. Cause they're playing well because they beat they beat the Bears twenty four twenty one. Granted, it was without Mitch Trubisky, but then again, it, Mitch Trubisky really hasn't made an impact this season. True. It's been the defense and, and Jacob Jones or not Jacob Jones, um, <laughs> Josh geez, Jacob. Josh Jacobs. I don't know why I blanked <laughs> on that. Jacob Jones. Jacob Jones. I don't. I couldn't tell you on that to, one. I don't Jones like and I, I think that might have been what it was. <laughs> okay, that is. might have. That had to have been my logic <laughs> that behind sense. that. But. uh Jacobs played well. You look at the game before that, Raiders-Colts, they win that one on the road. Colts have proven that they're a little bit better of a team than, than people thought after Andrew Luck retired. They're they're playing some impressive games. The first two first two weeks, they lose to the Vikings, they lose to the Chiefs. No surprise there. Those are also two really good teams. They've split between two really good teams in their last four games. If they were at home, I would pick them, but it's in Lambeau. Packers coming off of a Monday night win to the lions in a a very close game at that i'm picking the packers at home brady as i mentioned is also picking the packers rams at falcons this is one that uh, that was probably a little bit back and forth beforehand now it looks like it's a little bit cooler of a game to watch because it's Jalen ramsey after the trade two first round picks and i believe a fourth round pick next year the the ones were split this year and next year Just for Jalen Ramsey, they also acquired, I believe, Kenny Young um, from the Ravens. They traded away Marcus Peters. They put Aqib Tlaib on IR. So I think Jalen Ramsey is immediately going to come in, and he's going to be their number one corner in this week's (laughs) game. He's going to be guarded up, no surprise, against Julio Jones the entire entire week. It's a tough
2: start. (laughs) That's a tough assignment on your first week with a new team. Um, But I honestly think another piece of it is the Rams have to figure it out offensively. Because that's something that they didn't struggle with literally all of last season. But now with Todd Gurley, I don't think being 100%. And honestly, Jared Goff, he's not playing well. And he's really not playing well at all. And I, I think it's limiting Sean McDermott and what he's able to do, whereas last season it came so effortless. Um, teams are scheming a lot better, and they're saying, let Jared Goff try and beat us because he hasn't been able to do so so far. But then the Falcons, I, they're just... I, it was so funny. I saw uh, a tweet and it said, "Check on your friends in the Atlanta area after this past like five. After this past like week, with the Braves getting killed by the Cardinals in a in a in win all game five, the Bulldogs losing at home to South Carolina, and then the Falcons losing to the Cardinals, the Texans, the Titans, and the Colts in four straight weeks, all in pretty close games." It's brutal. Um, I think both teams need to figure it out, and I think the Rams will. So I'll go with
0: LA. And yeah, McVeigh last year played. He coached really phenomenal. This year, oh, I said McDermott, didn't I? Yeah. yeah, I did. I was like, without why CJ, did I, without <laughs> CJ, and it's okay. I said Jacob Jones <laughs> mm-hmm. with without CJ Anderson in that offense. That it just Malcolm Malcolm Brown doesn't really fit as well in, in what they want to run. Todd Gurley's not hundred percent healthy, as you mentioned. The wide receiving core is good. You have Cooper Cup, you have Brandon Cooks, you have you have all these different weapons oh, yeah. that are that are coming in and But Jared Goff isn't getting it to him. Jared Goff is still a, a he almost peaked too early, is what it seems like after this. I mean, maybe it's a maybe it's a slump potentially, but the real question is that Jalen Ramsey, Julio Jones. You show up if you're Jalen Ramsey yesterday, I believe it was yesterday, to their training facility. You get your jersey handed to you, and they say, "Okay, here's your jersey. Um, here are your pads. Here's your assignment this week is Julio Jones. Good luck." Yes. That's yes, essentially exactly. so that's true. essentially what they what they did.
1: That's yeah, it's tough. Um, and also, you mentioned Malcolm Brown and Todd Gurley. They're both questionable for this game. Obviously, one of them's going to play. I don't know the third-string running back for the Rams. It's Daryl Henderson. Daryl Henderson. Rookie out of Memphis. <clears throat> yeah, so maybe he gets some carries, uh, and maybe he'll be the saving grace of the Rams. I, I doubt that. But <laughs> um, the Falcons have struggled, and uh, the Rams with a revamped defense with Jalen Ramsey. Um, as Julio's still going to get his, but the Rams defense is, um, I feel, still really good. And... Uh, the Falcons just can't do anything on offense, so I'm going to take the Rams.
0: I think I'm sitting in that same boat, kind of the same reasoning behind it. Um, LA's defense just got a lot better. They already have Aaron Donald. They already have all these other pieces, and now you add Jalen Ramsey. I know you, you miss out on on Marcus Peters, but at the same time, you get Jalen Ramsey. I think anybody would take that that swap in a heartbeat, especially with how well Jalen Ramsey has played. And it just so happens that coincidentally this week his back injury is no longer a thing, and he's back fully participant at practice. No surprise there. Everybody kind of knew he was, he was holding out. No one just wanted to say anything and call him out. Rams are a four-point favorite is what it opened up as. They're now sitting at a three-point favorite, so a field goal separates these teams Hate to pick the Rams, but I'm gonna pick the Rams. I don't have them making the playoffs. The Falcons playoffs, but are just, yeah,
2: so up in the air right now. It's just too hard to pick them.
0: Yeah, I, it's it's just kind of back and forth. Like it just it depends what right. type of offense we're gonna see from the Falcons <laughs> and and what type of offense we're gonna see from the Rams or who we will see from the Rams because as Sam mentioned Todd Gurley's questionable Malcolm Brown's questionable Daryl Henderson might be the number one running back this week and if that's the case Falcons are winning this game at home but I'm gonna assume as Brady mentioned or as Sam mentioned I almost called you Brady again (laughs) as Sam mentioned one of them is probably going to play I I have a very strong feeling it's not going to be Todd Gurley because he didn't play last week they'll probably sit him again Malcolm Brown will I imagine get the start here Um, I'm still picking the Rams though and I assume, Austin, you're picking yes, as sorry, well? Yep, okay. Yep. Okay. And then it looks like Brady is the lone one out of the group. He's picking the Falcons in this. 49ers at Redskins. We don't spend a whole lot of time on this one. San Francisco opened up 9.5 point favorite. They're probably sitting at about 9.5, probably even more by now. It's
1: 10 right now in favor of the 49ers. And also, honestly, it probably should be more. The Redskins are not good. Um, No matter what quarterback they're going to run out there, Colt McCoy, Dwayne Haskins, Case Keenum, it doesn't matter. This San Francisco defense is elite. That front seven is probably the best front seven in the NFL. And so, all for that, I'm going to take the 49ers. I will also take the
2: 49ers. I think what Sam just said in that last point, they might have the best front seven in the NFL
0: right now, um, and they're playing like it. So, I'll take the 49ers. They also run the ball pretty effectively. Indeed. Washington really has no defense. Picking the San Francisco 49ers, as is Brady. We'll go now. Texans at Colts. Indy opened up a two-and-a-half-point favorite. They're now sitting as a one-point favorite. So, essentially, a pick'em game for the Colts at home. You get a, a point or two because you're the home team. Colts hang on to that point there, and that's why they're, they're favored.
2: Deshaun Watson, though, I think is – You know, it's so crazy to think about just how good this guy is, but he's not talked about as much because he's in the same, you know, classification as Patrick Mahomes. And because Patrick Mahomes is putting up just absolutely absurd numbers and playing out of his mind, that people kind of forget about Deshaun Watson. Um, But he's been tearing it up recently. He's coming in really hot into this game. Um, I I think in terms of the, like – they always say, like, battle in the trenches. I think the Colts win that battle. Um, their offensive line is one of the best in football. But Deshaun Watson just can – I mean, he just gets everyone involved in the game. He's just – he's such an effective leader. And the offense, you can tell, just runs through him. And he's playing so well right now um, that i got to take the te- Texans. I'm going to go with the hot team. I think they're – this right now I think they're the second-best team in the AFC.
1: Yeah, right now this is kind of a clash of opposite. Opposites. The Texans are very air raid offense. You know, Will Fuller, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, uh, Kenny Stills. They have a good wide receiver core. The Colts battle in the trenches. Marlon Mack gets a lot of yards. Uh, This is going to be a good game. Both defenses are pretty good. Um, I don't think the Texans, just with Deshaun Watson alone, uh, no matter what he does, whether he's got to run the ball or pass the ball, he's going to pull out this victory in Indy you look at the history between
0: these two teams, I know I'm a history guy in divisional games just because it says a lot about how these teams have recently played. 2017, Colts swept them. 2018, they split them. The Texans won their game at home in overtime, 37-34. Granted, that was with Andrew Luck. But I will say Jacoby Brissett is undefeated against the Texans. They have played pretty well when he's been at the helm. I'm going to take a wild pick here. I'm going to pick the Colts over them in this matchup i'm gonna pick the colts over the texans no no discredit to deshaun watson it's 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 just how these teams have played Jacoby Brissett looks like the better guy and they're at home picking the home team in this matchup brady is picking the texans as well so i think i'm the only colts one in this matchup vikings at lions minnesota opened up a one-point favorite this is going to be a good one as well now it is a two-point minnesota favorite in this one and it's this one's close this one's tough
2: this one's really tough I mean I think three weeks ago I would have said Lions no doubt um just because of how well they've been playing defensively um but Kirk Cousins the last two weeks has been playing really really well um and i Never been high on Kirk Cousins, but he's been playing so well. Detroit coming off of an extremely frustrating Monday night loss. Um, of loss, I feel. I feel. Like I know they feel like they should have won um, in in Lambo. So I think them coming back home, pretty fired up. Both teams are feeling confident in this game. Um, so I think it becomes a home team kind of matchup. Um, I've and I'm going to go with. I had the Lions in the wild card game. Uh, in this division, um, and I have the Vikings missing out, and I think this is a game that could potentially help decide that. So I'm going to go with the Lions at home. Although both teams are playing really well, really,
1: really well. Kirk Cousins has kind of shut the haters up. Uh, the Definitely. literally, couple literally. of weeks. Uh, I was not high on him uh, going into the <clears throat> going into the Giants and Eagles. Yeah, Zach weeks. Brown get cut from the Eagles. Yeah, Zach Brown was Fuck! talking some wow. trash and. Didn't back it up. And, the Kirk Cousins you know, effect. Yeah. yeah, he got cut because uh, yeah. of Kirk Cousins. But when you have Stefan <laughs> Diggs and Adam Thielen, it is so hard not to be good. And, I mean, right. the first few weeks he wasn't, but now he's starting to be Realized, a lot better. Realize, oh, I should get but, in the ball and we'll win more games. But this <laughs> Lions defense is pretty good. They still have Darius Slay. Uh, Quandre Diggs is uh, questionable, but they also have uh, Trey Flowers on the d- defensive line. And so... I think they're upset. They're very upset that they did not win the game in Lambeau. And I think Matt Stafford, you know, he he came out firing to Kenny Galladay just to start out the game. I think that happens again. And I think this time the Lions uh, find a way to win the game.
0: This one is one that, like, I'm – Teetering. Right. This this is my Titans That's understandable. This is my Titans Broncos pick from last week where I was like, "Oh, I, this is the team that's going to win." Sure enough, the, the team that I didn't pick ended up winning because I was on the fence about it. In that matchup, Denver was the home team, I believe. I think they were. I'm picking the home team in this one because I was proven wrong the last time. I'm picking the Lions. Lions as everybody's mentioned, they're upset about the Lambo loss. and and rightfully so there were some questionable calls in that game I will admit from just a fan standpoint I didn't have a didn't have a team in any of these matchups but there were some questionable calls on both sides by the officials I think tomorrow we're actually we have a whole segment in WSK on the officiating in general. I think we have that as a segment, if it's getting better or worse.
2: And that's kind of unfortunate when you, you think about that game on Monday night. It was a really good game between really good teams, but and the narrative yeah. becomes the officiating.
1: And it's sad that we're like, instead of talking about how great Aaron Rodgers was or right. how great Matthew Stafford was, it's the officials. And I think it's because of an
2: accumulation of just the officiating as a whole this season in the NFL. Um, it's... Been pretty terrible throughout not just that game specifically. That game was obviously the biggest highlight of the season, but I think collectively it's been rough this season.
0: Well, and even last season, too. Last, the way that last season right. started out with Clay Matthews three straight weeks or four the straight weeks, the it was roughing the passer, and that's built up more and more and more, and you get to the AFC championship game where the Tom Brady call where it was a no call. Or no, it was the call, and then you look Patrick right. Mahomes. The next drive has a, a one that isn't called on him. Officiating both ways, there it seems like the way that the narrative has been going is that they're officiating star players better. I don't think that's a, that's not true at there's all. That can't so, be true.
2: It, there's just so many penalties. I mean, every like right. Tell me this. Every time you watch, every time you watch a Chiefs game, every time you watch a Cowboys game, what's the first thing that you do after a touchdown? Where's the flag? Is there a flag? immediately and that shouldn't be the case i think it ruins like the whole experience is making the game significantly longer because of all of the penalties all of the reviews and uh the challenge flags for even pass interference now it's just every it ruins the experience he's like we scored a touchdown yeah but it's like oh is there a flag and then it's like oh of course there is because we scored a touchdown of course there's a flag
0: and it's not just the offense it's the defense too patrick mahomes I,
2: has an interception
1: because of a penalty
2: issue that's the only reason he has and an interception.
1: He, he thought it was a free play, and right. it turns out it wasn't exactly. And, and the thing with that call
0: is that they had called pass interference off of I think it was a corner or a linebacker. Someone had <laughs> had pushed Travis Kelsey down. It was Probably very shoulder blatant. Pad, face mask, yeah, something like very that. Blatant. They, pass they threw him down, and I think they they called it back. They took the penalty and took it back out because the ball wasn't in the air yet or something like that. And at that point. At that point, it becomes defensive holding, which is still a five-yard penalty and a first down. Right. So so kind of both it also, ways. I
1: don't know if – I think maybe it was because the ball was in the air and it wasn't going to go to Travis Kelsey. I think that's the other thing. They I said, think, well, we
2: can't call pass interference because it wasn't thrown to Kelsey, and we mm-hmm. can't call a hold because the ball was already in the air. So th-
1: they had to pick it up. But
2: Yeah, but Patrick Mahomes then said, well, I saw the flag. That's why I threw it. So. Was the ball really in the air because he saw the flag? So, I don't know. It's just all, the whole
0: thing is just it's an
2: accumulation of everything. And, it's
0: unfortunate. And all of that being said, the Lions are upset. They're at home picking the Lions in this one yeah, just we, because we of that. They're, there. They're, they're kind of upset about that one. Brady is also picking the Lions. Um, I think her cousin's magic runs out this week. It probably gets back on track next week. Speaking of the next game, Jaguars at Bengals. Jacksonville opened up a three-point favorite. They are now sitting at... Three and a, and a half. Right? Okay, I was going to say three and a half, four is what I'm seeing on, on a bunch yeah. of different spreads. So, yeah, about three and a half, four is what we see. I I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think... The Bengals aren't very good. The Bengals aren't very good, yeah. And I think Jacksonville's defense, they're kind of slapping Jacksonville's offense in the face there, I think. Jacksonville is definitely three and a half points better than this Bengals team, and that's true. Yeah, you got Leonard Fournette, guys like Chris Conley, DJ Shark is broken out as one of the best, you know, young wide receivers in the NFL right now, and I think obviously I think the Jaguars are going to beat the Bengals, and honestly, I think they're going to beat them by more than three and a half points, maybe two touchdowns. Yeah, I think ja- I think
2: another thing is like everyone was looking at that Saints loss for Jacksonville, where they only put up six points, but the Saints are really, really good. They have very um, good defense. It's very good, underrated defense at that. And so I think they get it back on track. Um, Cincinnati's struggling. New head coach. He inherited this team. He's looking to just kind of rebuild. Zach Taylor um, in Cincinnati is just kind of looking to rebuild. So I think this is an opportunity for
0: Jacksonville to get it back on track. Jacksonville just traded away Jalen Ramsey. That's a lot of, of question marks thrown off of their play. But all was of a he sudden. a distraction
2: for the team? Well, that's, that that's what I'm saying yeah, is okay. that he,
0: he was definitely right. a distraction. Everybody was more worried about what Jalen Ramsey was going to do than and if he it's was true. if he was practicing because he, he he had that then the quote team back itself. injury right, right, right. and and. It kind of just took away from everything that Gardner Minshew and the rest of this Jaguar. Because this is a decent Jaguars team. They with a backup quarterback, they've been able to get to the point where they're at now. They're they're playing in games and winning games that that a lot of the you we talked about the Saints. It was a seven point game against the Saints. Saints are a front runner in the NFC. The Panthers all of a sudden are undefeated with a with a rookie quarterback. You lose to the Texans and the Chiefs week one and week two. Those are really good teams. This this Jacksonville team is most definitely not a pushover. I'm I'm only saying this because they're playing the Bengals. They're going to get the win, but it's going to feel a lot better now that they don't have to worry about what Jalen Ramsey is doing this week versus next week, and, and Doug Marone doesn't have to worry about how he's going to be perceived if he's yelling at someone on his defense and Jalen Ramsey is the guy that he's yelling at or something like that. I'm picking the Jaguars in this matchup. Everybody else is picking Jacksonville as well, even Brady picking Jacksonville over the Bengals. Next one we have is the Cardinals going to New York, or New Jersey, I guess, to play the Giants. Giants opened up a three-point favorite. I think it's still sitting at three points as well.
1: Yeah, uh, three-point favorite. And last week, I was the only one who took this Cardinals team yeah, against the Falcons. I was the only one who believed Kyler Murray could get the W, and he, looked, uh, he looked, he's looked good this season. I mean, he's got seven touchdowns and. Four interceptions. That's good for a rookie quarterback. Daniel Jones has run into some tough defenses. You know, he had to play Minnesota and New England, two of the better defenses in the NFL. And so that kind of derailed his magical start from Tampa Bay. So this will be a close game. Um, I think that you know, having some more weapons. Back uh, when you're the back? Giants, I don't know. He's he's not Is on he, the injury report. It looks Mr. like Mr. Adam Schefter Jr.
0: Saquon Barkley is likely to play. Oh, that's a factor. We are currently still waiting on a decision being made. You're waiting <laughs> from your sources? 20, 27 right. minutes ago, an article came out that says that they, a decision will be coming from the Giants soon. Oh, um, gosh. Soon is, is currently still processing. Ah. They are saying he's probable to play. Wouldn't surprise me that six to eight weeks kind of was thrown out the window after week two when we everybody saw him practicing. Saquon says he's definitely saying that he's playing, but then again... From Saquon versus the the True. GM and the rest of the medical staff is a different thing. I think he will play. There's a lot of things that Daniel Jones has ran into as he's had to face. He's had no receivers for a couple weeks. He's had Evan Ingram, Saquon Barkley, Sterling Shepard, all of these guys miss games. Now he's going to have Saquon Barkley back. He's going to take a lot of the pressure off of him. He doesn't need to play nearly as well. The Cardinals' defense is not great. I'm picking the Giants, no surprise.
1: Well, uh, he does. Gonna, he's going to have Evan Ingram back, too, so... Uh, but you do say the Cardinals defense isn't good, neither is the Giants. And that is Ar- also true. Arizona has some weapons. They still have Larry Fitz. He's not what he once was, but he's still good. And they also have Christian Kirk, who's, you know, um, kind of trying to mold his you know status as an NFL player. And so I think Arizona goes to New Jersey and beats the Giants. I think this could be a really
2: high scoring <laughs> game. Um, both defenses aren't spectacular this season. Um, but I, I'm going to go with – I'm going to agree with Andrew. I'm going to go with the Giants at home. Um, I am a big fan of Kyler Murray. Um, I just think he's kind of running for his life a little bit um, behind that offensive line. Um, he doesn't have a whole lot of – I know David Johnson's trying to do his best, but he doesn't have a whole lot of run help. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go with the Giants Swiss Saquon Barkley coming back.
0: Yeah, I, I think, as I've already said, I'm picking the Giants – And then Brady is also siding with Sam on this one. He's picking the Cardinals over the Giants. I will say, honestly, this one is probably one of the the few games that I will be watching at noon just because – just because there, there's no defense in this game, man, I think I'm it's a,
2: intriguing because this could be some future quarterbacks in this league for a substantial amount of time. So I was going to say that my the future of the NFL.
0: Oh yeah, I was just about to say my second point being that yeah, young, I'm sorry, young, No, 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 you're good, you're good, you're good. You and I, you and I are always on the always, same wavelength.
2: Man, I swear, always, always on the same wavelength. <laughs> That's so true.
0: We got one more game here for the noon slate. Um, not much of a game. It'll probably be a game when the teams walk out onto the field. They'll probably ha- shake some hands, Hushed do the coin up. toss. And then the Bills will already be spotted 15 <laughs> points. Um, yeah. Dolphins at the Bills. Bills open up a 15 and a half point favorite. Tough it deal, is now man. sitting at a 17 point favorite. Yeah, 17. Over under
2: six points for the Dolphins.
0: <sighs> they just announced Ryan Fitzpatrick will be starting at quarterback oh, against his then team, the Bills. Team. I would say it will game. be an over those six over points, six? but only to seven. Only <laughs> okay, to seven. one
2: touchdown. <laughs>
1: revenge game. yeah, give me the bills um, yeah bills
2: mafia will be in full force uh
1: the ryan fitzpatrick revenge tour will start and end in buffalo i think josh rosen is probably in the game by halftime Buffalo. oh wow buffalo no wins. faith in the i think beard.
0: the bigger over under question is how many buffalo bills fans will have fitzpatrick jerseys
2: Oh, that I, is a good question. Because he
0: was good in Buffalo. He, he was. Probably I would best put it years. at about for. Let's see how many. Let's see how, how many. many of they them have? Still
2: be rocking the the Fitz Magic jerseys in Buffalo. I guarantee a, that's a really great question. It's been a while. It's been a he minute, but there. hey. I mean, anytime you go to a Miami game, the only jerseys you see in the stands are Dan Marino jerseys. So <laughs> You
1: see some Kenyon Drake. Yeah, I
0: guess a little bit. Some Kenyon Drake.
2: Some
1: Dwayne Wade Miami Heat jerseys. <laughs>
2: some, some LeBron. Yeah, LeBron. some LeBron. So the new
0: the new era field holds 71,870 fans. It will be in Buffalo. Bill's Mafia will be in full effect. I would say the over-under that I would place it at for Ryan Fitzpatrick jerseys would be around... 200 that's what i was just gonna yeah. say yeah yeah 200 is a, is a fair estimate i think that that would be where i would place it at yeah now of course we're never gonna know if if
1: there right. was 200 yeah. because they don't they don't we'll count scan that
2: scan the crowd and say oh there's one we're gonna count we're gonna keep oh, a yeah. tally.
1: If, if i do watch this game which probably not but that's the one thing i'm gonna look for i'm not gonna be watching the game I'm gonna be watching the stands looking for ryan fitzpatrick jerseys
0: that's definitely going to be our tease for, for Twitter later. There we go. That, that's who we're going to be watching. <laughs> so I think it's more in agreement that everybody is going to be picking the over for the Ryan Fitzpatrick jerseys probably yes. yeah. in this game. Yes. All right, cool. So everybody picking the Bills, Brady picking the Bills, Austin, Sam, and I also picking the Bills at a 17-point favorite. I think they'll probably cover it. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here, and we'll be back with the Sunday afternoon and the Sunday night games going into the Monday night games as well. You're listening to Day-to-Day Picks on X106, KZLX, LP Maryville. Welcome back to Day-to-Day Picks. Andrew Botwinick, Sam Steinmeier, and Austin McNorton in with you today. We already went over the noon games. We're going to jump straight into the Sunday afternoon in the night games. We have the Chargers at Titans for the first game. The Titans announced that they will be having Ryan Tannehill at quarterback for them in this game. That's who's going to get the start in this one. Um, you hate to see it, honestly. Are the
2: Titans going after our quarterback in the draft? Hundred percent. I yeah. I assume. So Marcus yeah. Mariota's.
1: I don't know if they're in full tank for two mode, but right.
0: well, you can't. They've already won a game. That's true. That's <laughs> more yeah, than the Dolphins
1: have. <laughs> They've already won two games, and so yeah, I think this Titans team is just trying to get to the end. I guess just trying to get to the end of the year. But the Chargers has not looked very good at all. Uh, I mean, honestly, the the Sunday night performance against the. Steelers I mean the score looked a lot better than what they played yeah
0: Tennessee is now a two-point favorite they opened up at one point favorite this one is I don't it's like these are one of the games that like I don't want to pick just because like the game is not going to be good to watch (laughs) right Uh, yeah and
2: I think this one's interesting because both teams are just really really struggling Um, and I think quarterback issues are pretty substantial, um, and that's what Tennessee has right now. Um, Whereas the Chargers, I think, are pretty just banged up. And they're just looking for any help whatsoever um, from the defensive side of the football in terms of injuries. Um, But I think the Chargers, in order to keep their playoff hopes alive, if it even is at this point, um, they have to win this game, and I think they will.
1: I think I agree with you when you say they have to win this game for their playoff hopes to stay alive. But I don't think it happens. Mm. I think Tennessee at home, Ryan Tannehill coming in, chance to prove himself and like get a starting job again in the NFL. Chance to you know maybe he shows them, hey, maybe we don't need to go get a quarterback. Maybe we can stick with Tannehill. Right. I I don't think that's gonna happen. Uh, I think Tannehill's probably gonna be backup for the rest of his career. But I think he gets the job done against the Chargers this week. Speaking of quarterbacks
0: that have retired or almost will retire in in Tannehill, uh, Brock Osweiler retired just the other day.
2: absolute power move, that man.
0: Tannehill will be soon to follow him, followed by Marcus Mariota. The Titans will be needing to get a new quarterback after this season. Ryan Tannehill is not the option. Ryan Tannehill is mediocre at best. You pull someone from the Dolphins team. Brock Osweiler. You look at the Dolphins team, they're not great. Russell Okung is back for the Chargers, helps a little bit out on that offensive line. Maybe Melvin Gordon or Austin Eckler, maybe (laughs) maybe Anthony Lynn can realize that when Austin Eckler plays the way he did the first four or five games and Melvin Gordon comes back, you don't just take away all that man's carries he has not yeah. done much since Melvin Gordon came back and he was destroying. Just
2: limiting a significant part of your offense makes no sense to me.
0: And and Austin Eckler was their leading offensive weapon, touchdown wise, receiving, rushing, he did he did it both. Melvin Gordon's came back and he's not been able to do much. The Chargers will rebound though at Tennessee. I I'm picking Chargers in this one. Austin, I think you said you were picking the I Chargers am. and then Bray or Brady, goodness gracious. I have done that twice now. You're good. Sam is picking uh, the Tennessee Titans, and I believe Brady is picking, actual Brady is picking the Chargers as well. Ravens at Seahawks. This will. I think this is probably going to be the one that will be the game of the week or whatever, America's game of the week, I think. Yeah, three, um, it's
1: in that 325 slot on Fox, so that's the America's game of the week. Is it on Fox, though? It yes. Is. So Joe Buck and Troy Aikman will be on the call for that one. Goodness.
0: Well, Ravens. Poor poor Ravens and Seahawks Ravens at Seahawks. Seahawks open up a four-point favorite. Um, They are currently sitting at a three-point favorite right now is what I'm seeing. And I I don't think that's fair at all. The Seahawks, after the, the way they came back and won that game, there's a reason why they're still my number one team in the NFC. The Ravens are sitting at that five, six spot kind of back and forth. I think actually I had them out of my... Top five in the AFC last week when we did this for WSK. Seahawks take this one. They're at home. The 12th man's on their side. You know what it is? It's good
2: teams find a way to win games. And you want to look at Seattle's games this season, they're all just right there. Games that they easily could have lost. Cleveland immediately comes to mind. The Rams, a one-point victory. Um, The Saints, a six-point loss. Very legitimate. Um, And a two-point win over Pittsburgh. So it's like it doesn't matter like how bad you play against pretty bad teams. you find a way to win. And so far this season, that's exactly what Seattle's been doing. and that makes them really dangerous when they head into postseason play because they can say, look, we've been in games like this before. We know how to win these close games. We've done it all season long. Up to this point, Seattle's done it all season long they've won these close games so I'm going to agree with you Andrew I'm going to go with Seattle I think they're right there at the top of the NFC with Green Bay Um, so I'm going to pick them to beat the Ravens even though Lamar Jackson's coming off of back-to-back really impressive showings yet again
0: so Austin what you're saying is the team that you and I both picked to win that division is a good team what? I'm feeling more and more confident about that pick well, I'm I, very happy about it. Well
2: done. Great minds think alike. We great keep mind, going back to it. I I can't believe I was back not to the it.
0: only person on the panel that didn't we keep pick going the Rams back to, to it. not make the playoffs. I'm I picked the Rams to
1: win it. I picked the Rams to win the division, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> I think an an interesting aspect to this game uh, is Earl Thomas making his return to Seattle. Revenge game. I didn't think about that, yeah. Revenge game. He didn't go out on the best terms. Uh, oh, not at all. With Pete Carroll. <laughs> uh, so it'll be interesting to see. He'll, he probably wants to pick off Russell Wilson at least seven times. I don't think that's going to happen. Russell Wilson is playing the best football of his career right now, and that's saying something because he's had you know amazing seasons in the past. Right now, he's probably the front runner for the MVP. I think you know, also Chris Carson has been an absolute workhorse for the Seahawks coming in. Like I believe he was a seventh round pick, and so he's just come out of nowhere. I think the Seahawks get this done and ruin Earl Thomas's revenge tour.
0: I have never been able to make this comparison to, to many quarterbacks. That I'll, I'll give, and I'll it's Russell Wilson is the comparison I'm going to make, but I'm going to compare him to. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, okay. in a sense that there are years when when Tom Brady has not had good receivers and he's been able to pull people out of a hat and say, "You are my go-to guy." Here's five catches, hundred yards. Here you go, Wes Welker. Yeah, Wes Welker at Danny Amendola, it Julian Edelman before Julian Edelman was Julian Edelman, and you you look on the flip side what Aaron Rodgers has done. Jordy Nelson leaves. You have Marquez Valdez Scantling. You have Geronimo Allison. You have. Uh, Lazard and Alan Lazard who came up from the practice squad this year this is his first year on the team and he made the game winning catch almost is almost the game almost the game winning touchdown catch in that Monday night game those guys have been able to pull people out of a hat and say you're my go-to guy this is this is who the offense is going to get ran through Russell Wilson is doing that currently this year he's had Tyler Lockett but without Doug Baldwin he's had to pull names out of a hat and say you're my guy this you're gonna be my number two guy you're my slot guy DK Metcalf has came out. Will Disley has came out at tight end. He's obviously not gonna be playing. He has a torn Achilles But will Disley has been a huge red zone target just like, for Russell Wilson
2: It's just like those three quarterbacks you are talking about they seem to make everyone else around them better Like they just they're just so smart and they're just so good. They make everyone else around them better Rogers Wilson and Brady are all perfect examples like that. I think Mahomes is is potentially there, but he's so he's just so talented himself and it's hard to it's hard to look at saying, oh, Tom Brady's really not that crazy athletically talented, but he makes everyone so much better because he's so much smarter. Yeah, that's a great comparison with and Russell it, and, Wilson too.
0: And Mahomes will get there. Oh, absolutely. It's just he is two years in. Exactly. Meanwhile Russell Wilson, Tom Brady and, and, and Aaron Rodgers. And that's have what been Aaron Rodgers was started out as too.
2: You're like, oh Aaron Rodgers is so much more talented. But now it's like, oh Aaron Rodgers is starting to get a lot smarter than everyone else now too. And Mah- I think Mahomes will definitely get to that point where right now he's like, "Oh, Mahomes is so much more talented than everyone." Once he gets as smart as Rogers, once he gets as smart as you know Wilson and Brady, he's going to be unstoppable.
0: And and Russell Wilson's definitely on my short list for the MVP. We'll kind of get into that because I assume we'll have more time at the end of the segment. We'll kind of go through our one, two, three real quick. I'm picking the Seahawks. I think was everybody else in agreement yeah, with sea- that as well. Seattle and then. Brady is also picking the Seahawks. We'll go Saints at Bears. The last of the Sunday afternoon games, the Bears open up a three-point favorite. They are currently sitting at a three-point favorite still, so it has not changed.
1: Yeah, and I think, I think this game is going to be a defensive slug. As kind of every game is with the Bears, um, the Saints have a good defense as well, and the Bears don't have a good offense. So, I mean, that'll clash. If Drew Brees was in this game, I don't think it would be a defensive slug. I think the Saints would come out and fire off some touchdowns, but do have Teddy Bridgewater, who is no slouch, probably the best backup quarterback in the league, and, you know, he's played very well, seven touchdowns, only two interceptions, and, you know, he's he's got weapons back there, and I think, you know, you add all that together, I think the Saints go on the road and win a defensive battle against Dub Airs. And the Saints, to
2: me, are kind of scary because they were, once Drew Brees went out, in their last four games, I think they were expected to win maybe like one. Out I think of they those said four.
0: they told Bridgewater to win three. They said, if and you can win three,
2: he's won four straight against at Seattle, against Dallas, when Dallas was one of the hottest teams at that point. Um, Tampa Bay, who was coming off an impressive win, and then at Jacksonville. Those are four really, really impressive wins. Um, this one, I think, would add to that list. Um, playing in Chicago against that defense um, is going to be really difficult to do. But right now, I. I think that this offense, and especially this defense, the way that the Saints have been playing, are feeling really confident. And I think you're right, Sam. I think this could end up being like a slugfest. But Teddy Bridgewater's been playing really well, a lot better than I think people expected once Drew Brees and they went out. They're like, oh, well, the Saints are really going to have to pull it out at the end. They won four straight games and have looked really good. So I'm going to go with the Saints. I'm going to go with a hot team coming into this game.
0: The biggest factor in this game is going to be who will not only score, but who will get in the end zone first. I think seven points is going to be a huge pivotal force rather than right. kicking field goals, as Sam mentioned. And trying to be, play from behind. It's going to be a, a, a defensive fest here. If you don't like defense, this is probably not the game for you. Go over to the Ravens-Seahawks game, which is probably going to have a lot of more offense. Right. But that being said, I'm going to make it go full circle back to an earlier statement I made many, 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 many weeks ago. The Bears can't find the end zone. Mitch Trubisky is not the guy that's going to get them into the end zone. The only time they're going to be in the end zone is pregame warmups. They're not going to no. make it in there. Saints are going to get the win. Teddy Bridgewater, as everybody else has said, has been phenomenal. He's been able to do everything that they want him to do. Sean Payton is a offensive-minded guru. Not to discredit the Bears' defense, Khalil Mack and the rest of that defense is going to be in full force, but the Saints also have a lot of weapons on defense. Mar- Mar- Marshawn Lattimore being one of them. He's going to be able to do his thing because he's probably the best corner in the league right now. Not, not Nothing to discredit Jalen Ramsey. It's just that Marshawn Lattimore hasn't been complaining about wanting to get traded in, in a new contract in, in my book. So the Saints win that one for me. I think, Sam, did you pick the Bears or did you pick the Saints? I, I
1: picked the Saints.
0: Saints Saints from Austin. Uh, Brady is picking the Bears over the Ooh. Saints. So we'll go now Sunday night game, Eagles at Cowboys. Cowboys opened up a two and a half point favor. They are now sitting at a three point favor. But first we're gonna go back to last week.
1: What happened with the Jets, fellas? I don't know. The the Cowboys played some of the most uninspiring football I have ever seen. That game, they came out so flat. And it's just like just the Packers. They came out flat and tried to make a miracle at the end. Try to make yeah, something's not working. I don't know whether Jason Garrett is meddling in what uh Kellen Moore was doing at the beginning of the year or just Kellen Moore's offensive schemes aren't working. I don't know what's happening, but something's got to change, and it's got to happen now. Dap Prescott has not looked good the past two weeks, and you know, you you gotta get Ezekiel Elliott going. He's not, like, you're paying him all this much money for a reason, and he hasn't really done much. He's got five touchdowns and 491 yards, but you would spend more and you know out of a $90 million exactly. man.
2: And you know what happens when they start to get him
1: going? It's late in the fourth quarter, and at that point, it's it's too late. It's over. And the one bright spot out of all of this is Amari Cooper. He's had an amazing season. He just keeps piling on 100-yard performances. And, you know. Now he's banged up. He is banged up. Uh, you know, he's questionable for this game, as is Michael Gallup, and as is Randall Cobb. So, That's prime spot for Zeke to have a big game. He has to. And Philadelphia, you know, they just released Zach Brown, so I don't know how well their front seven is gonna be, but you know, Zeke is gonna have to show up in this game. That press I mean you look at this Cowboys team, they should be one of the best teams in the NFL. They really should be, and they haven't shown it. And I don't know why, but they have to play they have to play inspiring football. And right now they have not. This is a must win for
2: both of these teams in this division. Um, because I, I think when you're looking at how strong the NFC is this year, this is the division right now where you're not going to, the only chance of you making the playoffs is winning this division. Because of that wild card spot, you're looking at Detroit, you're looking at Minnesota. It's going to a know. team in
0: the, NFC, in the NFC North. Right. It and, has to.
2: And you're, you're, then, yeah, exactly. And then you're looking at San Francisco, Seattle. I mean, this day. NFC East does not compare to the rest of those. The NFC is so loaded that you have to win this division to make the playoffs. And I think both teams realize that right now. Um, and even with the way that the rest of their schedules look, um, they both have to play the Patriots um, in the season. And uh, the Cowboys still have to play Minnesota um, and Detroit. And and uh, it's it doesn't get any easier. The Eagles still have to play the Saints. It's, it's crazy. Um, so... I, uh, this is a tough one to pick, but I'm going to pick the Cowboys. I don't care. I'll be a homer. I'm, I will be a homer in this one. I, I physically cannot pick the Eagles to beat the Cowboys in my entire life. I'll never do it. I don't care. Can't <laughs> I I've no justification for it other mm-hmm. than I'm a Cowboy a Dallas Cowboys fan and I'll never ever pick the Eagles to beat the Cowboys ever. You will pick the Packers <laughs> though. I'll pick the Packers because that's just realistic. I will no, uh, okay. no matter how much better the Eagles may be, I won't pick them to beat the Cowboys. I don't care.
1: I'm picking the Cowboys <laughs> as well, but honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Dallas comes out and lays another egg. They
2: have to start out the game. They have to start out better because if they come out and they go 3 and out, 3 and out and they they put up three points in the first in the first half, you can't pull off a miracle in the fourth quarter of every game. You it's going to be it. a long day if you that can't happens. You can do it.
1: But I am w- picking the Cowboys.
0: I'm looking at some of the numbers and I'm a numbers guy, of course, kind of Jacob Blair esque, if you will.
1: History and a numbers guy. Oh, for sure. And well, I'm he'd... looking
0: at the history and the numbers <laughs> behind the history. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so and this this matchup has history.
0: A couple of weeks ago, I think it was two weeks ago, Austin, you said that Aaron Rodgers owns uh, AT and T, right? Definitely. Yes. Well, looking at, at kind of how they've stacked up with the Eagles the past since 2010. The Eagles must be pretty high up there in the bid war. Um, there's only been three times that the Cowboys have won at home since 2010. Two of those is an overtime win. Last year, they swept them. The overtime win, Cowboys obviously had 29-20, well, that was a great 29-23. <laughs> the year before that, the Eagles put a beat down 30, or 37-9. The year before that, in 2016, the Cowboys won an OT 29-23 again. And then the Eagles won the year before prior in a 33-27 overtime fashion. Initially, I was going to pick the Cowboys just because they're at home. They're going to play a lot better. Looking at this, it seems like it's actually been inversed. It wouldn't surprise me if Dallas won in Philly, and it's not going to surprise me when Philly wins in Dallas this week. Cowboys are 10-8 and since 2010 against the Eagles, so it's been fairly close. It hasn't really been shifted to one side or the other. The Eagles are going to get a game back, in my opinion, in this one. Cowboys need to get it back on offense, and I don't think it's going to happen this week against the tough defense, the tough Eagles defense. So I am picking the Eagles. Brady is picking the Cowboys as well. It's nothing personal for you guys. I just numbers behind uh-huh. it make sense. Yeah. You're no right. offense, You're not wrong. No offense <laughs>
1: taken. Their offense does not look
2: good. I can't pick the Eagles. I can't ever. <laughs> I was going to say with
0: Austin's justification of just saying because he can't physically. It's say like you the picking the Raiders to
2: beat the Chiefs,
0: no you matter even if
2: the Raiders are better. Would you pick the Raiders to beat the Chiefs?
0: It depends on how close the, this... You
2: wouldn't. You couldn't. Like, you just... As a fan, you can't do it. I can't pick the Eagles to beat the Cowboys.
0: No, I don't know. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't show it to Kramer. We'll just end it at that. <laughs> Patriots at Jets Monday Night Football, New England, a 10-point favorite. They are now sitting at still a 10-point favorite. Uh, histor- uh, History-wise, historically, I almost tried to mix the two of those together. History-wise, I'll just go out and say that um, it's, it's been interesting at home for the Jets. They have... Out of the, since 2010 they've won four games three of those have been home games in 2010 2013 and 2015 two of those were with mark sanchez the overtime win in 2013 and then the 28 28 14 win um in 2010 the only other time it was done was the 2010 playoffs surprise surprise it was mark sanchez once again i'm not even i don't know why i'm justifying it <laughs> new england's gonna roll with him. yeah i would yeah. agree
2: um I think the Jets potentially could be coming into this game with some momentum, but Tom Brady silences it pretty quickly, I would say.
1: Yeah, I think the 10-point favorite uh, is a little generous for the Jets. I think the Patriots probably put up uh, more than that. and Tom Brady rolls in the Meadowlands, or not Meadowlands anymore. It's MetLife.
0: MetLife, yeah. I will say it will probably be a close first half, though i'll give the jets i'll give the jets a first half given how they played against the cowboys as austin said they have momentum on their side it'll it'll probably it'll probably get some some juice flowing in the first half and sam Darnold will keep it close bye weeks this week week seven the browns the panthers the steelers and the buccaneers so so a little bit of some teams that are trying to get some momentum kyle allen and Cam Newton will probably have an interesting uh, week eight. They've already been asking Ron Rivera what he's going to do. I assume for now they'll keep Kyle Allen just because he's undefeated as a starter.
1: Yeah, he's, what Ron Rivera is probably going to do is say, hey, Kyle, see this guy that you're gonna I'm going to put behind you or next to you? Uh, give him the ball. Christian McCaffrey is probably going to get most of the workload. For the Panthers, and we'll get
0: more into the Panthers and Christian McCaffrey <laughs> later in our What Are the Odds segment. We have a little bit of some time left, about four or five minutes. So, who would you who would you guys have as your top three for the MVP? We'll go from three all the way around, then two all the way around, and then our number one mm. candidate this year.
1: Three, I think. I think right now for th- and for me, number three is Patrick Mahomes. I mean, even like, he's still he's still put up great numbers. Only got one pick, and it was a fluke pick at that. So. Even though he's been banged up, he's still playing great. So, yeah, Patrick Mahomes, number three for me. Boy, this is interesting. I think I think for
2: me, I would say number three is um, Deshaun Watson. I think him being healthy, and I think everyone knows um, the struggles that he has with his offensive line and not an exceptional run game, but he's still putting up – you know, impressive numbers and getting some really impressive wins, especially on the road in Arrowhead and in other tough environments. So, I put Deshaun Watson at three. I think I think five to
0: one is all pretty close right now, though. I had Deshaun Watson at my number three um, before the show started. I have since switched it. Um, looking at numbers wise, my number three is going to be Christian McCaffrey. Okay. I think he's a he's solid my number choice. four. He's, he's my number four. Uh, and see, Deshaun Watson's my number four. Christian McCaffrey. Right, yeah. I, we'll get more into him specifically later, but he's essentially been the reason why they're four and zero with Kyle Allen as a starter. He's had to take the bulk of the carries. He's number one in rushing. I think he is the number one receiving running back out of out of the receivers list in terms of yardage. He's destroying it on, on <laughs> in every facet of offense. You have to have him somewhere in the top ten at least. I have him at number three. Sam, Who do we have at number two?
1: Well, number two this might surprise you but I know the MVP is a quarterback award but Christian McCaffrey for me is a number two because he he has just been playing out of his mind right, right now and like I know the MVP is a quarterback award but you gotta you gotta look at him and see he's just he's pulled the Panthers out to this stretch that Kyle Allen is having yeah so Kyle Allen can thank Christian McCaffrey for this success
2: uh number two for me I think is where I would- put Patrick Mahomes. Um he, he's he's hurt right now, but he's still putting up really impressive numbers, I think, especially throughout the first three uh or four weeks of the season rather where he was just absurd. Um and so I, I think that helps him and I think everyone knows once he has, you know, his offensive lineback and once he's healthy again, then his numbers are gonna increase. Um so I'm gonna put his, keep him in the top three at number two.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Patrick Mahomes is going to be number two for me. I think we might actually end up having the same The same, same number one, yeah. Uh, up until up until the show started, we probably had the exact same list. Because you had Deshaun Watson. Because I yep. had Deshaun Watson sitting right behind there. Mahomes leading the league in, in passing yards by almost 100 over Matt Ryan. He's still getting the ball done through the air. It's just they haven't really had a consistent run game. The defense is still the defense. Mahomes is leading at 9.1 yards per passing attempt, 350 yards a game. He's out of his mind he's putting up some absurd numbers 14 and one touchdown ratio that's a pretty absurd ratio to have he's obviously playing a little bit more down than what he was last year at this point but he's still putting up big boy numbers and that's why i have him at number right. two sam who do we have at number one
1: At number one for me i feel like we're all gonna have this and number one for me is russell wilson uh he's been playing out of his mind right now he's, he doesn't he's I don't don't think he has a pick yet. Uh, he, and he does he, not. He's been playing great with lesser known receivers. Yes, he's had Tyler Lockett for a while, but you know guys like Jerron Brown and Will Disley and DK Metcalf have all he kind of helped him elevate his game. And you know, a, and some pressure's been taken off of him with Chris Carson being a workhorse, but he's still putting up amazing numbers. So I uh, have Russell Wilson.
2: I also have Russell Wilson. Look, he, he has 72% completion percentage. He has the league high, and I think this is an impressive stat, 10.5 yards per pass attempt, um, 14 touchdowns, no interceptions. He also had three touchdowns on the ground and 151 yards rushing. Um, he, he's just playing really, really well right now. And I think it attests also to kind of what Andrew was talking about is he doesn't have the crazy amount of weapons that some of the – like, like he doesn't have a DeAndre Hopkins. He doesn't have a Tyreek Hill. He has a Tyler Lockett and a DK Metcalf and some of these like lesser-known guys who he makes pro bowlers because he's really just can put the ball where he wants it and just controls this whole offense and this whole team. So he's my MVP right now as well.
0: No surprise. I'm also picking Russell Wilson, so we would have had the exact same list. We would have. Uh, there's only one guy that has a better QBR through, through six weeks of NFL football. Hint, it's Dak Prescott at 81.1. Right behind him, Russell Wilson at 79.4. There's some other guys in the mix there, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, um, and then you have some other key players later on in in this list as well. But (laughs) that's kind of where it has to go. He hasn't thrown a pick yet. Russell Wilson's been phenomenal, 1,700 yards passing, under 300 yards a game. But with the rest of the way his offense has been able to consistently play, he's rushing the ball really frequent. Him and Chris Carson. Chris Carson's almost at 100 yards a game, almost, it seems like every single week. They've been able to play really solid behind his leadership. And, and early in his career, when they made it to the Super Bowl, they won the Super Bowl. It was more that defense and, and Marshawn Lynch that they had that kind of relied on. Russell Wilson was just kind of there because he was a, a mobile quarterback able to facilitate all of it in there. He wasn't really known to be what he is now. Now he is a veteran quarterback. He's able to throw. He's able to run as well. I wouldn't say he's Mike Vick in in his prime, but Russell Wilson's been able to run out, scramble when he needs to. He's able to move around in the pocket a lot better than a lot of these other guys on the list. Not that these guys don't, but Phillip Rivers can't do the same stuff that he can do, obviously, inside the pocket. Jameis Winston can't. Tom Brady can but not nearly as quick as Russell Wilson can. Right. There are some other guys on this list as well. But, yeah, as everybody else mentioned, Russell Wilson's probably my number one guy for the MVP right now. And, of course, the, I think all of our top three guys are are within hair lengths of each other just oh, because of how close it's been. Oh, definitely. I yeah. think four four to one is all
2: pretty <clears throat> arguable right now. So Yeah, and Christian
0: McCaffrey making his way on both of our lists and sitting at He's your number, number four, four spot. Yeah. He's so right it's, there. It, it's going to be an interesting rest of the season to see what happens. I wouldn't be surprised if we see some of these names pop up towards the end of the year as well for some of these awards. Just if because the Packers,
2: if the Packers get the one seed in the NFC, does Aaron Rodgers get thrown into the mix? I think
0: yeah, you would almost have to. Honestly,
1: right now Aaron Rodgers might be at the number five spot. He might be the number pick. five.
0: That's right. I That's about agree. where I would put him. He's he's not passing wise. He's sitting behind Deshaun Watson. Eight touchdowns, two picks. It really isn't MVP jumping out stand out to me, but. He's been able to pick it up a lot more later on in the the season as the season progresses.